Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Now let's face it, everyone needs insurance. So when you need to renew your cover, the on the grid hot tip is to give our mates at City Rural Insurance Brokers a call. City Rural have been dealing with the insurance industry for years and they've got more than 50 years of industry experience. Need insurance for your business? They'll sort it. Are you a landlord and want to cover your rental properties or investments? They're your people. Or are you like me and need professional cover in case you say something silly on a podcast? City Rural can sort that too. They did it for me and it was super easy. The best thing of all is that City Rural are, like you and I, motorsport people. If you've watched car racing this year, you might have even seen their logo on cars like the legendary Richard Mork Super Ute, among others. They know our game, and they know the people that follow it. So support the people who back our industry. And when you need to throw a new setup at your insurance cover, drop Andrew and his team at City Rural Insurance Brokers a line, and they'll fix you up. Head to cityrural.au or follow the links on the racetalk.com. City Rural, better cover, better service. Delivering all the news, the informed views, and just telling great motorsport stories since 2003. Powered by the racetalk.com. This is On the Grid. All right, it's our first show of 2024. Being both my co hosts in. At the same time, first of all, Richard Quayle, how are you, my friend? Strong opening, Shebex. Strong opening. Another year. Um, it's lucky it's been such a quiet off-season. Um, we don't really have much to talk about, do we? There, there hasn't been much going on. <laughs> um, certainly been no entertaining racing or news stories with which to fill a podcast with. So uh, I'm not sure how we'll get through it, but uh, yeah, another year of on the grid, ready to roll, which is uh, always exciting. It certainly is. I'm sure we'll find one or two things to talk about this week. Mark Walker, good day to you. Hey, Shebeki. Richard Crail. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Tony. I've got nothing to say, really. Um, I guess it's pretty on brand for On The Grid that news happened while we weren't recording podcasts. 100%. Well, at least at least this year, it wasn't news dropping on a Tuesday when we come out on a Wednesday. Mm. Like, or, or the other way around, isn't it? News dropping on a yeah, Wednesday, correct. we come out on a Tuesday and miss the news cycle. Like, we were on hiatus, so... You know, these things happen. It's it's on brand for us, though, so I kind of like it. It's good. The good thing for our listeners is we actually spoke about it as a trio on our WhatsApp group, so that's something. Which, which is completely and utterly irrelevant to them. But, um, that's true. I mean, it was, yeah, it's not like it wasn't in the forefront of our mind. We just weren't doing anything to document that uh, for release to the general public uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, before we try to get into some topics anyway, uh, how was your break? Well, not that you had one, Richard. You've been pretty flat out with the 12-hour. Yeah, uh, it turns out uh, lots going on for the Repco Bathurst 12-hour this year, which, as we speak, is a week away. And uh, there's a bit going on in Porsche land, which I've been busy with, also behind-the-scenes stuff for another big year of one-make Porsche racing in Australia for the year ahead, uh, getting stuff sorted for the year. We've got big plans for the racetalk.com, which is exciting. 
Um, I did consume quite a bit of Speedway, Shebex. Oh, good. Quite a bit of Speedway, and I'll talk more about that later on, which I like. Um, also, uh, rebuilt an Aussie racing car. Yeah. Not myself, obviously. No, no, no. Uh, no. I, I took a uh, supervisory role in the process of rebuilding the Johnson Crow Racing Enterprises uh, Ford Mustang. But uh, nevertheless, a rebuilt Aussie racing car, which is uh, exciting. So there's lots of things to look forward to. It's been busy. Uh, quite enjoyed the cricket, Shebex, as you know. Enjoyed yep. that. Um, and, uh, yeah, now we're getting back into the motor racing season. And as of this weekend, it's flat out and um when we come up for air it will be december basically and ready for the next cricket season so uh good stuff and mark walker you enjoyed the uh dry summer up north i believe yeah so i despise air travel to the point where i decided it's better to drive for 40 something hours with a four-year-old in a small car than get a plane for two hours so uh that was actually great got to see uh lots of interesting sites and uh, i'll critique a couple of them later on but uh road trips how good are they no, i'm good. absolutely on board what a concept got to see some uh cool museums out in the middle of nowhere which uh was nice to do and a few of those are popping up on the race talk in the coming weeks the top five road trips could be a topic for us one at one point it yes. could. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I forwarded the uh, Bathurst road trip story that the race talk I think is run now for three consecutive years with slight adjustments. Um, I forwarded that to some international visitors of mine who are coming over for the twelve hour, uh, who are looking to road trip up from Melbourne. Oh, nice. So uh, genuine consumer advice, yeah. Mark, in that story, which is exciting. It's had uh, a lot of hits over the years. I looked at it the other day. It's gone. It does off. good. It does good business. Uh, but it, the beauty of that is, is that now uh, it's five times a year that that story is useful because people go to Bathurst multiple times now, which is fantastic. So and we'll be going there next week, which is even better. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's exciting times. It certainly is. Some uh, well, there are some interesting stories around in the world of motorsport and. I suppose the one that uh, everyone's talking about and faced with at the moment is the situation with Erebus. Do we want to weigh in on that in any sort of high regard? Uh, I think we could probably cover it off more in our hots and knots of the week that was, uh, slash off-season that was. Um, it's hard to know where to go with this, and everyone in the intervening days has said they're two bobsworth, so there's probably not much point in off in us offering up more completely and utterly unsolicited and unprovoked opinion about it because the internet is full of that as the moment. Um, as we record this on a Tuesday night, Supercars have just issued a statement, well, more like an open letter from the CEO, which... Um, sort of offers their support for both parties and distances them from being involved in both parties, I suppose, and lays it out as being a, a team and driver issue, which it has been from the start, but supercars sort of were dragged in and half dragged themselves in with that statement that came out early in the process. So it's been a, it's been an interesting lesson in PR 101, that's for sure. Um, but I think the the most seismic thing about this Shebex isn't necessarily Brody leaving Erebus. It, it's it's a combination of that, but it's not having the reigning champion on the grid and the fact that yeah, the, he's a reigning champion that a lot of people really liked, like really enjoyed last year's championship winner. 
uh, it was, and it was a great story. It was the Erebus team that, um, the little team that could, that did it. And Brody, who came from an obscure, obscure position to be a front runner in supercars and, and how quickly that's fallen apart is, is really quite sad in a way because less than eight weeks ago, they were on the streets of Adelaide celebrating a championship win, mm. which almost the sport universally went, well, this is just such a great story. And then the other side effect is, I think, is that while the commercial element is certainly secondary to the human element, a sport never wants to lose sponsors and it wants to lose sponsors less when they leave with a bad taste in their mouth. Um, and it sort of feels like Coca-Cola, who are one of the biggest consumer brands in the world, um, the, the Coke taste at the moment is as if they've left that bottle out in the sun for about six months and um, it's a lid off. Yeah. And it's, and it's gone everywhere and it's pretty sticky and it's not real good. So that that's also a big story that I think is going to have bigger ramifications as well as this process unfolds. So um, they're the, they're the challenges among many Shebex in this um, pretty challenging little circumstance for Erebus and for supercars as a whole. Anything you'd like to say, Mark? You just, yeah, you read all the bits that have been said by people who seem to be familiar with the situation. If you read them all together, it, paints a bit of a picture there which is a which is a shame and I think it's probably a bit of a a time for the industry to reflect on itself I, I know I've said it here before that some of these teams they don't look like a great environment to be in you look at their turnover and whatnot that they have year on year and some of these outfits they'll have completely new staff roster you know over, over an off season sort of thing mm. I mean I, I'm not really in a great position to be able to empathize with that because I'm the newest staff member at my work and I started working there in 2010. So we all seem to get along. So I don't really know what that would be like to be in those things. I feel sorry for Brody. clearly. Uh, like you said, Rich, feel sorry for the sponsors. Coca-Cola's mm. one of the best brands on planet Earth and clearly the best brand on the grid. You know, if you're just a casual punter walking by a racetrack and you saw a Coca-Cola car go by, you can relate to that. It was the same in NASCAR when they lost M&Ms. It was yeah. a, a, a brand that just resonates with everyone. So that's a shame. It's clearly a shame for the sport. You know, it's copying just a repeated pounding at the moment. You know, you just can't get away. Look, when was the last positive story the sport had? It was probably Brody winning the championship last year, but this mm. last... 14 months there hasn't been a lot of positivity coming you know from any sort of angle and i feel sorry for jack lebrock too because he was walking into a situation where it was the championship winning team he had the championship winning driver as a teammate that he'd be able to peg himself against and lean on for data and everything and to not have that for jack i kind of feel a bit sorry for him because it was his big break and now it's sort of walked into a bit of a mess that's going to have plain Chevy Camaros rolling up there at Bathurst. They're going to be in the lead pit bay. They're going to have a lot of eyes on them. And it's going to be interesting to see how that the sporting side of the team reacts with Todd Hazelwood, obviously good, uh, good get for him to be able to come off the bench and pick up some good drives this year. Well, and, and on that, there, there is opportunity in this, like in every bad news, there is a good news angle that you can pull out of it and, and through adversity comes opportunity and, and for Jack and also especially for Todd, who was on the outside, regardless, I mean, sure the cars will look different. Um, 
they're not going to be bright red with Coca-Cola stickers up the side. But fundamentally, it's the same race team that won the championship last year. Um, like the staff is all still there as far as we know. It's the same engineers are all still there as far as we know. Not that the team said an enormous amount over the last week. Um, so there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to roll out at Mount Panorama at least and be competitive where they were at the end of last season. They're going to have two brand new cars built. Um, so that that's that's the opportunity there for Jack and for Todd is to, they're still getting into an environment that was still the one that won the championship last year. So there's no reason to expect that they won't be competitive just because they they don't have some stickers on the car that that might play a role later in the season when perhaps there's not quite the same resource to invest in developing as the year goes on the, I think that, the, sorry, sorry, Shebex, that you know that team's had four a-grade drivers there's not a lot of a-grade drivers on the grid they've had four in the last mm. four years whatever it's been and they've all left i don't think in the in all fairness, Jack or Todd are, is an A-grade driver at this chance at this moment, but they've got the opportunity there to step up if they if they actually have the ability. They've got kit now that they could probably go and show it in. Well, for me, the the thing that really surprised me, I suppose, and 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 it probably did with a lot of fans of the sport, is that they had such a successful year and things went so wrong. Uh, that was that was the biggest surprise for me. Imagine if they had a crap year. Well, the, I, I did a spot on ABC Radio on the weekend, Shebex, and the ABC audience is incredibly broad, and they're generally not motorsport fans. So you yep. need to you need to explain it in a way that is uh, that a, that a, a broad sports enthusiast can understand. So, like, it'd be like Lockie Neal leaving the top AFL club after they win a flag, or like the you know. Who's the captain of Collingwood at the moment, Shebex? Uh, no, it's a good question. Who is it? <laughs> well, okay, let's let's use one that you can. Oh, let's say to. it would be like Dustin Martin when leaving well, Richmond when well, they won their I, third. I was, yeah, I was going to yeah. use Trent Cochin, but so premiership captain three times, incredible era. But imagine he just disappears straight away, leaves, gone, bang. That that was the that was the analogy that that I used with the ABC, and I've now gone completely off track with um, where I was going that because you know the Collingwood captains, you grand announcer at the MCG, mate. Yeah, no, it's just it's escaped the mind. Footy, yeah, I'm not in footy not, mode at the moment. It's not footy season. I get it's, it. It's probably a bit like James Courtney 2010, but the turmoil there was apparent to everyone. Yeah, everyone in the end run sideways. You know, coming into that, there was just a surprise that they were able to hold it together that well. That he was oh, able Darcy to win Moore, the sorry, just came to me. Darcy Moore, yeah, right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So he wins the flag on Saturday, and on Sunday he's gone. Like that's that was the same, uh, the same thing. Anyway, I forget the point I was trying to make with that uh, <laughs> that thing there. But yeah, you're right. That James Courtney's probably the more recent one, but um, but but he had he sort of ended up landed on his feet, didn't he? There wasn't a real contractual drama there. He was out regardless. So yeah, it's a it's a strange one. It really is. I suppose the other talking point, uh, will we be talking parity again in 2024 or has that all been put aside? I, I presume it has in regards to they did all the wind tunnelling and stuff, but there's still word going around that there's engine parity still needed to be uh, worked on. Well, I'm sure we will um, because race teams can't help themselves generally. Uh, but I think part of this process with the wind tunnel 
was as much about generating actual parity as it was pacifying to the most extent forward, but also GM that the right process was being done. So if the cars now don't end up even, and they should be more even than they were last year, if they haven't made them more even by spending a week in a wind tunnel and doing all the stuff they've done, then there's some serious questions that need to be asked at the technical department and indeed the wind shear wind tunnel, because you shouldn't have gone backwards. And by the end of last season, they were pretty close. Like Matt Payne won the final race. Yeah. So I think as much of it there is that team, well, supercars making sure that Ford are happy with the process, because if they can go to Ford and go, we've done all of this, you were there You've seen it all. You know this process is as rigorous as we could possibly make it. Then that might ease any tensions that may exist if the Camaros go out and win the first couple of races. The problem with it is, boys, is that if the Camaros go out and win the first six races of the championship, we still don't know if it's the Camaro being better or the GM teams doing a better job than the four teams. And that's the biggest problem. Mm. So the the best story for the sport would be WAU rocking up to Mount Panorama and Chaz winning both races. Because <laughs> that would probably put a lot of the discussion to the side, I would have thought, from a parity standpoint. Or any other four team. Could be DJR if they are competitive enough. Or no, I'm sure they need to fix it. That has to be fixed. They, they can't afford to have another 2023 again. They've got to have it. They've got to have good racing this year. They've, they've got to live up to the hype that this car's promising all this time that, you know, we're going to have better racing. Da, 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 da. It's got to deliver. We, we can't have just a year where we have three good races again. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. No, fair enough. Uh, most of the cars, by the time we come back next week, will have uh, been through some sort of testing phase over the next uh, couple of days. That, how much are they going to take out of... I suppose they're going to be a lot more confident out of what they get out of this testing than they did this time last year. Yeah, and, and it'll be understanding the new package and the drivers that have driven them say they are slightly different. They've got a little bit more downforce. The, the cars will be balanced slightly differently. Um, I, I did find it very interesting, Scott Pye's comments, having jumped out of the Triple Eight car, and he said how fundamentally different it was than the, the Team 18 car he was driving last year. Now, half of that's probably PR, puff that's fine but that that was an interesting insight one of the comments he did make which i found really interesting was he said you know we we threw the kitchen sink at our car last year and couldn't land on the balance that he had when he drove out of pit lane at queensland raceway for the first time in a triple eight car and and ultimately that's the difference isn't it between a team that dongs everyone week in week out and one that's p10 week in week out and every now and then lands on a on a setup where they can win a race like they did once last year. So yeah, that's, it's going to be interesting, but we'll still learn absolutely bugger all from testing and we won't know anything until we end up Sunday afternoon at, at Bathurst. Uh, very true. It'll be uh, interesting to see what teams have got to say and whether it makes any sense at all. Where are and- we at on the livery rollout so far? Mark, what are you, what are we thinking? I, I, I am a fan of the tradie David Reynolds Camaro. Yeah, I think nice. that is. You, you could put that livery, take a few stickers off, and that would be a very good early 90s 
Australian touring car livery. And that was the peak era for um, for liveries, the Siggy era. So on the racetalk.com, I've been putting up all of the liveries as they drop. Mm. And I've sort of been loose leaf ranking them. I like the cool drop. Go with the black wheels there. That's a nice mm. touch. I don't yeah. know. I've, I've never really entirely been black wheels, but I think it works in that case. We're, um, uh, we're going black wheels on the uh, Aussie car, by the way. Oh, and, and, can I, and it's a Ford Mustang as well. Like, what are you doing on a Ford, mate? Like, what's your problem uh, there? Right car, right price, Mark. And so when you go to a used car lot and one's yeah, right. 50 grand and one's 45 and the 45 grand one's better, but it's got the wrong badge, you're probably going to buy the 45 grand. Yeah, right. Good good life advice. Uh, the pizza car stout once more. They've chucked a bit more red on there. That works. Tradie car looks grouse. Um, I think the Red Bulls actually tidied it up. They've gone back to a bit of what they ran in the Indigenous rounds last mm. year and have just the solid blue down the sides like I think they did in... Was it like twenty seventeen or whatever? It's much it was. neater, much yeah, neater. It, it mm-hmm. just yeah, it it just blends in nicer. Uh, Mark Winterbottom's car good. came well, out today. Yeah. It doesn't look too much different. That's it's right. it again. It's cleaner than it was last year. I yeah. think they've mm-hmm. gone cleaner, which I like. Which these cars, I think, these cars like a clean livery because I think these cars have got a bit more going on from a visual aspect than the old ones did anyway. Like they're they're shorter, less less. Um, less cockpit, I suppose, because they're coupes, um, they're, they're sort of smaller guards, less room for signage. I think these cars respond to a simpler livery. So they're like the Grove Racing, the Penrite livery is much cleaner this year, and I think that looks really good. Um, uh, can we talk about Andre Heimgartner's face being on the front of his car? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what to say, but can we talk about it, please? Um, what did you want to... Oh, I don't know. It's just Thoughts weird. and thoughts and it's feelings? Just, it's weird. I don't understand. I don't understand it. That's probably my problem. Mm. Why is is Andre saying that's unreal, or is he swearing about Pizza Hut, or is he swearing? Why, but why is he it about, about Pizza Hut? Well, yeah, because that's impossible. A and B. Is it about Pizza Hut, or is it about Blackwoods, who are just below him there, which would be in his eye line? Like he's not looking at the Pizza Hut logo, is he? So or what? but surely it can't be about their new sponsor, Hamilton Ashfelds. So like is I don't I'm not sure I don't. Is this I, I just incentive it. for him not to have a front on crash? Well, so that he doesn't crease himself. But a man, <laughs> wouldn't it be amusing though if that's the shot you cut to him bunkered in some tires and the first thing you see is the swear word across his mouth? Yeah, that'd right. be good. Oh, that'd be uh, and and then we roll out with uh, with the midi's car. Soz. <laughs> yeah, I mean we yeah. ranked it last last year and then they've just done the same thing again. So yeah, that didn't help. Yeah, less lightning on this year's car on the front, but yeah, not uh, still very pink. Not entirely convinced by that. No, tradie, I'm a I'm a big fan of that. I think that's an excellent livery, much like that's going to be fun this year. That uh, little combination. Well, we'll move on from supercars because the other big story that's been doing the traps over the last few days is uh, the Lewis Hamilton defection to Ferrari in 2025. Did we see this coming? Well, no, no one did. No one did. It's good. Oh, I'm here for it. I think the funny great. thing about it is, is Lewis says it's he's fulfilling a, a childhood dream. I always thought his childhood dream was when he was a karting champion and he went up to uh, Ron Dennis and said, I'm going to drive for your team one day. Yeah, and Ron but... said, give me your number and I'll give you a call. Everyone I thought wants... that was his nah, childhood everyone dream wants... to drive everyone... for Ultimately, everyone wants to drive for Ferrari. Everyone wants to drive for Ferrari. 
It's the way it is. I'm here for it. I think it's an awesome story. I think it's... Oh, it's a great story. It's going to be fun. Are they going to be less of a cluster? No. They're still going to be Ferrari? Of course they will be. That's what makes it enjoyable. Uh, When do you start getting diminishing returns on Lewis? Because he's been around a long time now. And I mean, is Alonso really as good as Alonso's ever been? Or is that car really good? Like, how do we know what's... Well, you can only compare you can only compare Alonso to his teammate who he smoked last year. Um, Lance Stroll. It was Lance Stroll. Um, the car was okay, but it wasn't the best car, and he ended up with what seven or eight podiums last year. So, yeah, well, I, I don't know. It's this this is uncharted territory. But Alan Prost raced for a long time. Didn't he race into his early forties and was still just as fast at the end of his career as he did at the start? So. I mean, the winner is clearly Ferrari, whose share price went up five point seven oh, billion amazing, dollars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is which is bonkers. So it, it shows the power of signing one of probably the two household names in global motorsport at the moment. So um, no, I think it's tremendous. I like it a lot. Thoughts on who replaces him at Mercedes? Uh, I hope they go. Um, I hope they go left field and get a kid out of F2 or F3 or something like that. They've got a few in their driver development program that would be good fun. Um, Albon? Yeah, I, I, I'm I, a Williams fan, Mark, so I'd love to see Albono stay with Williams and help <laughs> drive them to the front because he's worked heroics at that team over the last couple of years. Um, I don't want Albon to go to Red Bull. That would be bad. Yeah. That would be bad. Um yeah, I don't know. No, don't know. I, I I just hope they go somewhere somewhere else. George is clearly at a point now where he can be sort of lead that team forward, which is good. So McLaren's locked Lando away, which was a nice signing. Um, I mean, you kind of feel for Carlos. He hasn't really done a lot wrong, has he? I mean, you look he won at 100% Singapore more last races year. than Charles last year. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he'll land on his feet where, wherever offers the best deal, if it's Audi or whoever. Well, the, the Carlos thing, like, you know, with Carlos, you're going to get a really solid driver, aren't you? Yeah. He's like the um, Gerhard Berger of today. Like Gerhard no. won, Gerhard won 13 races, but yeah, but there were 13 races when it was contract season. Well, yeah, exactly right. But that's why he was great because then he just phoned <laughs> in for a couple of years. But Gerhard was a really good Formula One driver. It was never a great Formula One driver. Like David Coulthard was exactly the same. Like on his day, really good, but but he was solid, and then yeah. he crashed into the pit wall in Adelaide, and that just let the side down a little bit. But yeah, like Carlos, he'd be a good get for Audi as a really solid, really solid driver just to anchor that team. You know, you're going to get decent results pretty much every race. Is he going to win you a world championship though? Probably mm. not. Yeah, oh, fair call. Hey, Mark, there was probably more people at the Coliseum when the Lions were eating the Christians than there were on the weekend. I wasn't there to count the heads on that first one there. Uh, Wow. A bit of a unique situation. NASCAR pulled the race forward by an entire day because it was going to rain for three days straight, which it subsequently did. So kudos to NASCAR. They're sort of damned if they do and damned if they don't because, you know, clearly they have to refund the people who couldn't get to the track uh, on that day, but they would have never gotten to the track anyway, because there was never going to be a race for three days. And obviously there's a turnaround there with getting, uh, the Coliseum turned back into a football paddock. So, you know, uh, what I like about it though, is that MotoGP of course did this last year and there was a lot of kudos for MotoGP for, for 
being brave and and taking the step and doing it. Are we going to see maybe more of this as we uh, go along from from categories? If the weather's looking poor for the next day, let's move the race. I think the more expensive your TV deal gets, the more likely you are to get the racing. Yeah. That would be my answer, is that you will make more of an effort the more zeros there are on the end of it. Because that is ultimately, if the stadium's empty, but there's still 5 million people watching on television. Doesn't matter. Ultimately, that's not a huge blow. They'll yeah. they'll lose some money, but but they make that up in return on on TV. So yeah, apologies, Mark. No, Denny Hamlin got the win and was lucky there was no one there, so no one booed him. So that was well <laughs> done by Denny to pick that one to win. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to that race next year. The three year contract with the Coliseum's up now, and everyone in the industry has pretty much said that they're not going to go back. Do they go to Mexico? Do they try another stadium somewhere else? Um, it's going to be an interesting time. They've clearly shown that they can make that stadium race work. And it was actually a really good race there on Sunday, our time here in Australia. So uh, yeah, interesting times over there in the States. It was a bit of an experiment and I I think it showed that they could do it, but LA didn't necessarily uh, dig into it. And strange over there too, they've bulldozed Fontana. So they've got the biggest market outside of New York and they've got no races or tracks. So it's funny, isn't it? The biggest mm. motorsport event in the biggest metro area in the United States is a Long Beach Grand Prix. Mm. Which is mm. which is interesting. Very interesting. I think the next step is do it in a and admittedly there's some noise issues around this. Uh do it in a one of the roofed stadiums. So um ooh. Do it like um, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas where they're having the Super Bowl this year, for example. Roof Stadium, that'd be epic. Um, they could do it at Marvel. Well, you could. Ironically, you could do it at Marvel, well, they, but I'd rather see the, it the speed with the bikes. bikes. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather see it at the uh, at the Dome, but sure. Um, yeah, I, I think an inside roofed stadium would be called Minnesota. Na- NASCAR, you just blow up everyone's eardrums. They'd Fabulous. all be dead. Fantastic. <laughs> just blood imagine the money you'd out. make. Just imagine the money you make selling headphones with the scanners in them. Why you go. Sensational. It's too late. Like nah. some people, nah, I'm not, I'm not paying 50 bucks for well, that. And they're, they're gone. Too bad. Yeah, you're right. Bad. The reverberation would be pretty special. Be unbelievably great. Sensational. <laughs> all right. Let's turn our attention to 2004, guys. I, I'm going to throw to you. 2004. Hey, 2004. I say 2024. You said 2004. You said 2004. Oh, sorry. If you'd like to talk about Marcus Ambrose and the Pertec Falcon at Stone Brothers. Let's just go a little bit more forward than that. 2024. I want to get your top five things that you would like to see happen in 2024. I've gone further than this. I've gone top five things that will happen. Oh, okay. Will happen. I don't want... Speculation, Shebex. I want commitment. Do right. you want me to kick off? No, please do. Let, let, do you want to go? We can go yeah, around we'll the go table. one each. Yeah. Do one yeah. each. Uh, top five things that will happen this year. Number one. Uh, these aren't in any order, by the way. Uh, the Bathurst 12-hour will be the best race of the year. Well, that's uh, going to set a disappointing precedence for the rest of the year to it is. fail it in. Is. The best thing is, to know if I'm right, we only have to wait for seven days. Um, I just think it will be the, the field that has brewed this year is outstanding. Um, world-class grid, uh, some of the best international GT drivers, uh, going around about half, if not more now, I think of the supercar field as well. Um, 
current Australian GT champion, the whole lot, they're all there. Um, 32 cars. It is going to be really, really cool. This is going to be a fantastic motor race. Um, full course yellows in effect for the first time as well. So that will throw a different dynamic. There's some really cool things yet to be announced that even will be announced after we, the, probably the day after we go to uh, go to air with On The Grid, which is pretty typical of us. Um, and, you're, and you're in charge of it. Good on yeah, you. I, yeah, I know, but I can't help scheduling man, major manufacturers. But there you go. Um, it's going to be... tell us and I'll just hold back the release no, of the show no, if you want. No, we won't, we won't be doing that. Uh, no, it's going to be a great race. So there you go. The Bathurst 12 Hour will be the best race of the year. Well, there you go. And, uh, of course, we'll have a full preview of the Bathurst 12 Hour next week right here on the grid, uh, my number one thing that I'd like to see happen in 2024 will, will. will happen. Well, I will happen. Brody Kostecki drives in the Supercars Championship. I really want to see it. It's going to be tough for him not to be involved in somehow, and I don't know how they can make it happen, but let's it's got to happen somehow. Yep, I reckon it will. Mm. Yeah, um. Look, stocks and supercars have never been lower. I just hope that they have a great season of racing and it's competitive and we're, we're talking positive stories rather than all this negativity. You know, 2024 started out worse than 23, so yeah. I just hope they get their act together and have a really good sporty season. Yep, like it, agreed. Uh, something that will happen this year, our boys win big. And by our boys, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about... In the month of May, Scotty McLaughlin wins the Annapolis 500. Ooh. Uh, in June, Matt Campbell wins the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Yeah, you stole an, I've um, got that one too. Yep. yep. And well at some point, Oscar Piastri wins a Grand Prix. Yeah. Before like Lando does. As well. Before Lando does, preferably. <laughs> so that that's the trifecta this year. That would be just awesome. Oh, what about Daniel? So Daniel in there. In a cash app. RB, yeah, a cash up Visa card or whatever he's mm. driving. Yeah, I think his wallet will win, and that's it. Anyway, right. your turn. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, the, well, that was one of mine, so I'll throw that in with yours uh, to see the boys in F1, especially uh, both win a race is what I would like to see this year in a more competitive 2024 in Formula One. I don't think we're going to get it. I think Max will still win 25 of the 23 races. <laughs> that includes the. The uh, short races as well. It's a dominant season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark? I hope the Supercast Championship goes down to Sunday afternoon, Adelaide. Brock Feeney, Cam Waters, Battle of the Fizzy Drinks that are remaining on the grid. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but uh <laughs> hope that those two, I, I reckon Brock will win this season. I don't know why. I think with the churn that's happened out elsewhere, I think Brock will step up a it's anyone's for the taking. If they want to go out there and win the championship this year, there's been no better time to go and do it. So uh, I reckon some of those young guns are going to really have a good year. Mm, okay. Uh, counterpoint to that, Ford will win the Supercars title, but it will Ooh. be a surprise. Uh, now, what does a surprise mean? I don't know. That's what a surprise is. You find out when you're surprised by it. But I suppose by what I mean is that is it might not necessarily be the ones that we would expect it to be like a Chas Mostert or a Cam Waters, Matt Payne, Richie Stanaway, maybe. I mean, who knows? Will so will that, yeah, it, that would be, I think, a surprise given DJR's form yeah, last year. So true. sure, that. but there you go. Ford will win the title because I think that goes with, Mark, what you said earlier about 
supercars needing a good season of racing. I feel like if a Ford wins the title, they're going to have to work pretty bloody hard for it. And I think it'll be entertaining to get to that point. So there you go. Ford wins the title. That's excellent. Let's hope that some of that does happen. Uh, Something that I would like to see. Mark, can you just go for a sec? Because I've just forgotten what I was going to say. Yeah, Sorry. okay. It was there and uh, I lost it. Right. There, there's going to be a baking revolution in North America. Shane Van Gisbergen is just about to reinvent sliced bread. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go over there and smoke them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's go. a fair call. That's a fair call. Uh, what I was thinking was uh, what, what will happen in 2024. It's going to get harder for drivers to find sponsors. Drivers who have long-term contracts with uh, clients may not see those contracts fulfilled and drivers who may try to find sponsors may not be able to get them. The uh, things are happening out there in the business world from what I'm hearing from a few mates who are involved that are making businesses doing it pretty light and pretty tight at the moment. So the money that has been generated in the past into motor racing especially may just start to dry up and I think that's going to make it a lot harder for guys to get out there. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm normally not a negative person. But uh, unfortunately, this one comes with that negativity. As uh, someone trying to fund a racing car, I uh, I completely agree with you. Um, my next one, my penultimate one for things I think will happen, things that will happen this year, uh, sports car racing goes mental. That's the note I wrote, literally how I wrote it. Uh, this year has all the makings of an epic in sports car racing in the World Endurance Championship. Uh, IMSA, the Daytona 24 hours of belting car race. Um, IMS is looking incredibly strong. Lamborghini coming in. Aston Martin's coming back in soon. Alpine coming in to WEC. Porsche looking really strong. We talked about this last year, that Porsche had a pretty average year. And between Porsche and Roger Penske, there aren't too many more organisations in motorsport that uh, hate losing as much as those two brands. And uh, they went out and Porsche finished, what, one, three, five, I think, in Daytona. So... Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome year in sports car racing. This is going to be a year to watch. If you're not involved, if you don't follow it, this is the year to get involved because I think it could be an absolutely breakout year for that. And it could be the best global form of motorsport going around from an entertainment point of view this year. Mark? Uh, my last one, um, calling my shot, aiming for the fence, the race talk will win a Supercars Media Award. No, oh, that's ambitious. <laughs> We had not, 27 runners-up last come, year. We're not coming second again. We're going to trade a few of them. We're going to combine them. Even if the award is the most second-place finishes, we're going to win that award yep. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was actually going to be my next one, was that On The Grid will win a podcast award yep. for the first time in, I think, about five years. Yeah. After blitzing it for the first three or four. So, yes, mm. I'd like to see that happen at this end as well. When mm. we were the only podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, uh, there was one other. Yeah. Yes, and we beat them fairly comprehensively. But yeah. uh, anyway, we are the sixth most listened to sporting news podcast in Australia, and we didn't done an episode for six weeks. So <laughs> that's what I love. That's what I love right. about it. We haven't even uh, done an episode. We're still number six. My final one, and then I've got a little point five to add at the end. Um, my final one: Max Verstappen will be Formula One world champion this year. Now I oh, realise. Yep. I'm not going out on a limb by saying that. However, he'll win it, but it'll be like 2021. Remember Ooh. 2021, Abu Dhabi, at the end, drama, controversy, incredible race. 
People still talk about it now. Sky Sports F1 still talk about it now. Did you get a bit close to some thinners there in the workshop over Christmas? What's <laughs> wrong with you? Yep. That's what's going to happen. I don't know why. Someone's going to get their stuff together. And uh, for some reason, Max might drop the World Cup or he'll come close to it. There you go. I've got him winning 25 out of 23 races. So yeah. obviously so we're on different well, I'm clearly more optimistic than you. Uh, also, uh, my other thing that will happen this year is that um, uh, JCRE will be really cool. Good race team to follow. So get involved. Mm. 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 Yep. Like it. Agree with that. Like it. Should we launch into some hots and knots? I think we should with thanks to Caltex and, of course, their fantastic Tecron brand. Which will be on the uh, Craft Bamboo Racing Mercedes AMG GT3. Very snazzy looking race car, by mm, the way, at the Ripco Bathurst 12 hour. With the juice behind the wheel, which I think is a nice hot to start with, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, juice 100%. getting himself a bloody factory AMG drive at the 12 hour. That is a good story for he's had fast... a good. He's had a good 24 months. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, so that's a good good yarn. Um, I like that. And if he ends up going the sports car path, and that'll be supercar's loss uh, and the juice is gained. So that, that's a hot. Um, I'd like to hot the media cycle. Now, while I realise most of this news hasn't been good, per se, uh, especially here in Australia, it has been news. And... As I said earlier, I did some crosses for ABC Radio last weekend and pretty broad sporting network, right? I mean, they cover lawn bowls alongside Australian cricket. So it's a fairly broad scope of audience. And I did several crosses to try and explain it. So there's genuine media interest, broad media interest going on in what's going on in the motorsport now. But can I just run you through the media cycle of the last 10 days or so? Please do. Right. You take quite a deep breath because there's quite a lot happened. NASCAR launched their version of Drive to Survive. Quite good. There was a dead dog at Daytona that Chip Ganassi ran over. That happened. Drama around the Rolex 24 hours, minus one minute, 3.2527 seconds. Uh, Michael Andretti rejected from Formula One because he was told they don't bring value to the sport. Brody Kostecki news was broken. Brody Kostecki news was confirmed. Uh, oh no, Lewis has left Mercedes to go to Ferrari. That's rather large. Ferrari's stocks have gone up $5.7 billion. Uh, NASCAR pulled the clash a day early. Denny Hamlin, Hamlin was still booed by people and won the race. Uh, Coke and almost all of the other major sponsors left Erebus Motorsport. Uh, in, in between all of that, there were several reasonably underwhelming, at least in the context of the rest of the week, Formula One livery launches. There was a lot. I yeah. can't believe you hotted Chip Ganassi killing the dog. No, no. I mean, that's, surely that's it's, not. It's, it's not a hot. <laughs> it's in the media cycle, though, which is a hot. That part of the media cycle was a not. That's that's terrible. That is bad. Yeah. That but that's a, that's a lot of stories in 10 the days. Fact, the fact that it was a story was just remarkable. It's just such a bloody NASCAR thing to happen, isn't it? Even though it was at a sports car race. Uh, also hot, um, CT Frock otherwise known as uh, Formula Toyota in uh, Toyota Racing Series in New Zealand. That's been quite good. Quite good racing there. The wings and six cars, a bunch of teenagers going around over there on New Zealand's very cool racetracks. Been enjoying that racing. That's been good. Uh, quick hot to Triple Eight uh, and Red Bull. Um, for a team that's rolled out the same livery for 20 years, they keep finding new ways to reinvent the art of a livery launch, and they do it so well. And they yep. have an enormous crowd, enormous up at Toowoomba's uh, World Camp Airport. So well done to those guys. Outstanding job. And this is a hot from a couple of weeks ago, but um, the best race of the year so far 
was the final of the Australian Sprint Car Championship uh, at Warrnambool oh, yeah. Premier Speedway. And I wrote mm. about that on the race talk. That was just epic. It was an unbelievable good car race. Uh, well called, uh, well produced on free-to-air television. And it was the biggest show on 7 Plus on Friday and Saturday of that weekend. So that's a little nod to what sprint car racing can be uh, if the rest of the sport gets their stuff together. So that that is a hot that will take a lot of beating this year. Awesome hot. Mark? Well, my 2023 birthday was absolutely best one ever. I wound up driving up to Bathurst so I could basically go to Reckless Brewing. Let's not beat around the bush. And they furnished me with a refreshing beverage. Five stars would recommend best birthday ever. Uh, and actually, speaking of birthday present, hot goes to Lego, who have produced the ultimate Lego race car set, which features a race car and also the other most important part of motorsport, the photographer. Wow. <laughs> As a motorsport photographer, I really appreciate that. Well done. Yeah. Nice touch. Uh, the MX-5 Cup at Daytona, Richard. That mm. was like mm-hmm. Hyundai Excel racing on drugs. That yep. was so good. It's like Formula Ford at Simmons Plains, Mark. Except they full contact. It was yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, friend of the podcast, Matty Campbell, winning the main race there, the support race Hot. to the MX-5s, the 24-hour race. So, <laughs> well done, Matt. Uh, the new supercar super license requires requirements. It's hot because I think I've absolutely cracked the code. You need 15 points and you get five points for winning a state Formula Ford championship. You just pick the five softest, uh, the three softest Formula Ford championships in Australia. You go out there and smoke everyone and you're on the supercars grid. Mm. Congratulations. So yep. we've hacked that. Well done. Um, here's one. Did you see that Brody Kostecki's NASCAR cup ride this year has backing from Walmart? Mm. Now, you know, Rich, you'll attest. I am all about Walmart mm. and I think Walmart is the new pizza hut this year. I'm going to absolutely get behind it. Where, where else? Pity on they're earth? not here. I don't no, care. I'm just, just, <laughs> I'm just getting behind it. Yeah. Uh, where else on earth can you buy a slab of Miller lights, 16 kilos of free range, uh, freestyle homemade trail mix consisting of M&Ms and beer nuts and get changed from a 20. No, yeah. Costco. Costco, you could do it. I don't care about that. I'm going to Walmart. I, I prefer to fly to <laughs> somewhere in Orlando. <laughs> fly to Orlando, with Florida. A, with an alligator parked out the front and some, mm. yeah, good times, Walmart. Uh, definite highlight from my summer of Speedway was the halftime kids bike race at Drew and Speedway. That's the filler we need at circuit racing. Get the kids mm. out there and their push bikes. That was absolutely sensational. Um, you mentioned the televised portion of the Speedway stuff on 7 Plus was just great. I loved Rico Abreu coming over to Perth. Yeah. Uh, his first night there winning. Oh, I love it, Rico. Yeah. He's, uh, I've been following him since his NASCAR truck days. He's just an absolute legend. Um, and turns out there is a Speedway in Brisbane, but it's just for the bikes. I made the trek down to my old go-kart track uh, McDoan Raceway for the Australian Speedway Centenary, which was just great. Look, first of all, it started with the anthem, which was performed by one of the competitors in the support race, <laughs> which I think we need to adopt here and get someone from Super 2s up there and belt out a bit of a <laughs> Kai Allen, there. you're up. <laughs> You've pulled the short straw this week, buddy. Get up there and belt out a bit of Gert by C. Um, then the next bit, because it was Brisbane and it was 35 degrees and a billion percent humidity, um, they were selling beers for seven bucks a pop and rumbos for eight bucks a pop. And 
I took a photo, put it on the group chat of my first beer, which I followed with the photo of my second beer seven minutes later. <laughs> nice. And like security had a rather tight little perimeter around the drinking area, but then it turns out everyone wanted to drink. So it just became completely free range and they adapted to it. So mm. kudos to the responsible service of alcohol people there. And um, the final one for me was actually the drag boats at the National Water Sports Centre, which had $5 Forexes on sale at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Um, I did not partake in that, but there were a lot of burly men there triple parked on Jack Daniels. So uh, that was really pleasing to see people getting behind um, alcohol on a Sunday morning. Mm. Nice. Yep. Beautiful. Hot for me. Motor racing starts proper here in Australia next week. We've this survived week. the summer. <laughs> we get straight back into it, followed by a V8 supercar race the week after. So that's uh, nice. And both up at Bathurst as well. So Well, Shebex, it starts this week with the Speed Series. Oh, Shannon it does Speed too. Series yes, at uh, Big Bad Sandown. It's Sandown, exactly. Exactly. Which was one of my knots, actually. And yeah, well, probably, Mark, it was one of yours as well. Uh, learning the fact that there's so we'll little Well, don't give the knot away yet. Yeah, we won't. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, that that one That's one hot. Another hot for me was a, is a baseball hot, if I may. That I'm not sure whether you guys are actually over, but it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen uh, doing the work at the Melbourne Aces down here in Melbourne. We were halfway through the seventh innings. Uh, the team we were playing Brisbane were batting at the time. Uh, manager for Brisbane went to talk to his pitcher, so there was a lull in play. In the bottom of the sixth innings, we normally have a whole group of kids that run from one side of the diamond to the other. At the end of the innings, it's called the uh, the diamond dash, and they get a chance to run across from third base to first base. Someone walked out through the gates that the kids are meant to come from, just doing their job, having to get into the diamond. And the kids thought, oh, hang on, there's nothing happening. This is it. So halfway through an innings in baseball, we had 200, maybe 300 kids running across the diamond when the innings wasn't even finished. Hmm. It was hot. It was a hot. Yeah, to who see. won the uh, Who won the Australian Baseball League? It may have been Adelaide. Shebeck's yeah. Congrats! They beat Melbourne in the semi final, then went on to beat Perth in the final. A good effort yeah. by the best team in the ABL for 2023-24 by far. Good stuff. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Knots talking about baseball on a motor racing podcast, but no, it's a good story. Um, <laughs> the. <laughs> I, I wasn't aware that we were doing hots and knots, so I just had to fill in time. No, 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 it's good. Um, knots. The Steak Sauber Kick F1 Team Livery. Uh, I like that it's bold. I don't like the livery. Uh, it's my five-year-old nephew. Could do a better job. Fluoro green highlighter on a black car. Uh, also not the Steak Sauber Kick F1 Team name. Uh, terrible. Move on. It's not quite as bad as the Visa Cash App RB, whatever the rest of it is. Yeah, you're killing yeah. me. So it's the Visa Cash App RB. That's terrible. Yeah. Then it's the Steak F1 Team Kick Sauber, yeah. which is oh, an abomination. No. Awful. Which will be known as Steak F1 Team, or if you're in Australia, Spain, Belgium, or Qatar, it's where steak is illegal, apparently. It's the Kick F1 it's Team. It's the Kick F1 Team, yeah. Or you just know we're going to be calling it Sauber when they're last. It's Sauber. Exactly. It's just terrible. Awful. Awful. Can't you eat steaks in Belgium, did you say? Oh, steak's a gambling thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. Yeah. Medium rare with mushroom. Mm. Uh, not. The Asian Le Mans series is racing at the moment. Uh, they had a couple of races up in Malaysia at the wonderful Sepang Circuit late last year. 
and they're now in the Middle East, so a couple of races at Dubai last weekend, and then they finish at Abu Dhabi, which is great. It's a good series, good field of prototypes, good field of GT cars, quite good racing, pretty good product. What's not is that in 2020, we had one glorious year of Asian Le Mans series in Australia at the Bend, and it was terrific. And then that pesky pandemic came along and killed it. Uh, and despite the fact that I understood that it was a multi-year contract, they still haven't come back. Um, how good would it be to have an Asian Le Mans series race, I don't know, this weekend, uh, leading into mm. the Shannon's round, or perhaps with the Shannon's round, um, leading into the Bathurst 12-hour? That would be just an awesome way to start the year. And that was genuinely a fantastic event when they came out in 2020. So... I'm going to knock the Asian Le Mans series for still not getting back to Australia because um, it could be a really good market for them and it'll be a really cool car race. And as I said, sports car racing, place to be at the moment. So uh, we want to get a slice of that. Mark. Uh, I'll start with a what slash are you okay, mate, slash do you need a cuddle for the subject of journalist beef on the internet. There's been some barbs thrown out out lately that are... Thoroughly baffling, which is entirely on brand for 2024, apparently. So, uh, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll let you have this one, Chebex. The High Tech Oil Super Series, they haven't released their calendar for this year yet. Yeah, how's that? As we record on the 6th of the 2nd, 2024. Uh, GT4 not going to Sandown. That's a bad deal for that program. Uh, they wind up with about four classes and around 55 entries. Sunday starts at 12.35 and, and it finishes less than four hours later. So yeah, yeah it's a tough start bad. to the season for the Speed Series, I'm afraid. Um, uh, and Richard, you can have this one, the NASCAR World TV feed. That's a nod. Uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't yeah, see it well, live. You, so, uh, you, you would have not I'm, liked it. No, I'm not shocked. Uh, in that part of the world, Texas seemingly might be breaking away from the USA. And my Ooh. only thought on this is that the Coda F1 race be the Texas Grand Prix, paving the way for another race in the USA so that they can get their quieter up, which I'm absolutely not on board with. So not. Uh, co-drivers banned from starting the supercars and Juros. Why do you even bother having co-drivers in the first place if you don't let them drive the cars? Not. Waste of time. Uh, some of the supercar livery launches have been horrendously handled by the teams, which is very, very disappointing. We can do a lot better. Um also a shame, Drive to Survive, which is bugged now that Gunder Steiner's not in the F1 patent. So, mm. And you mentioned it earlier, Rich, the uh, NASCAR series on Netflix apparently getting very good reviews. So mm. I'll have to um, steal my wife's <laughs> login for that, I guess. <laughs> um, also, F1 as a whole is a not. Here is a sport, Yeah, you know, they're so desperate to get into the United States, but that willingness seems to stop at Logan Sargent and couldn't extend to Andretti, the most... Italian-American name in the history of American motorsport. You know, collectively or as individuals or as a team, they've won an F1 championship, 12 F1 races, 18 poles, 20 podiums, 6 Indy 500s, a Daytona 500, 9 IndyCar titles, 4 Indy Lights titles, 2 Daytona 24s, 3 Sebring 12 hours, 1 Pikes Peak, 3 NASCAR races, 1 Le Mans 24-hour class win, and 350 other races, but not quite good enough for F1. So sorry about that, guys. Try again some other time. Um... Dave Warner's missing hat. That's a knot. Um, he did get it back, though. I don't care. It's just, <laughs> it's just a knot. Uh, also, hot cross buns in shops on Boxing Day. That's a knot. That's so, a big knot. Yeah, they should be for sale 365 days a year. Why are we just limiting it 
this to three months of the year. And this is a hill I'm willing to die on, I'm afraid. Mm. No, no, that's uh, fair enough. Uh, pertinent thing this week, coming up with so many people going to be driving through country New South Wales and following my country road trip through New South Wales, it's the state of their roads. Take, for instance, Banjo-Patterson Way, which goes from just outside Orange uh, to the front gate of the Western Plains Zoo. So my scorecard for that experience was lack of traffic, 10. Road design and fly, 9.5. Views and art installations, 9. Road condition, minus 28.5. Yeah. 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 Still yeah. potholes? It was just one pothole. Like, it, you yeah. couldn't delineate one pothole. <laughs> it was just one big pothole. Absolutely hopeless. And finally, on road tripping, the other major disappointment for my travel travels happened on my six coal laps of Mount Panorama for my birthday. Everything was dandy until I got to Forest Bloody Elbow on lap one. And what should I see? Smear down the beautiful Schaffler sponsored fence on the outside of Forest Elbow, but the multicolor Hyundai hues that were left there by Mikel Azcona. <laughs> I'm not one to hold a grudge, guys, but uh, the sooner they paint over that fence, the sooner we as a nation of race fans can start the healing. Not. Bit cool. Guys, very good. Great to have you back in 2024. Shannon Speed Series this weekend at Sandown, live on 7, 7 Plus and 7 Mate on both days. Uh, so to those, and I use this term loosely, fans complaining about that, free-to-air television, everyone wants it. So this is your opportunity to uh, tune in and watch it. Um, despite the small fields, it should be quite good racing. That Trans Am grid's um, pretty, pretty spicy. So... Uh, tune into that. That'll be good fun. And then, uh, yeah, the Repco Bathurst 12 hour coming the week after, which is going to be uh, gigantic. And a full preview of that next week. Catch you next week, guys. Bye for now. See and ya. catch you next week. Thanks for joining us for our first show for 2024 right here on The Grid.